and there's still time. Played it at a cross. Headed by Robinson and in, misplayed by Stefan Fry. Will it count? Indeed it will. Carl Robinson makes it a 4-1 New York lead. Welcome to episode 31 of There's Still Time, the AFTN podcast. I'm your host, Michael McCall, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Steve Pander. Hello, everybody out there. And we're coming today from the Hyatt Hotel in downtown Vancouver. Oh yeah, this is really probably the fanciest place we've ever podcasted from. And the reason we're here today, of course, is Carl Robinson has just been announced as the new head coach of the Vancouver Whitecaps. So we got to sit down with Carl, and we'll hear from that in a little bit, but... First of all, Steve, just your, your general thoughts on Carl's appointment and what you think it means for the Whitecaps going forward. I think uh, b- beyond the initial people that were spoken to, the high-profile people, this is probably the best choice for the Whitecaps. Um, uh, he knows the team. He's been with them for entrenched with them for two years. And he, it won't be as bumpy as transition as you can expect with a new coach. He won't have. He'll know all the players. The players will know him. He's just got to bring in some ex, uh, new players to his liking, and they could go on, get on the ground running for next season. I think one of the things that really came across from the press conference side of it is the Whitecaps under Robinson are going to be a more attacking side. I think it's still going to be entertaining at home, but I think on the road we're going to see a whole different beast. Uh, as, I, as I wrote in AFTN, we're not going to have Rennie ball on the road. It's going to be a lot more attacking. And I think I think it's going to be good. I think it's a great appointment. As you say, from the guys that were that we knew of that were remaining in the running, Jesse Marsh, Preki, Richie Williams. Yeah, definitely easily the top choice for me. Definitely. I mean, I, I preferred him to Bradley, which I know some folk are going to think is crazy, but I just think Bradley's been away from MLS for so long. And MLS at the moment, it's a young coaches league. It's like you look at some of the top coaches at New York, at Portland. I mean, even Peter Verme is at Kansas City. He's only 47. Yeah. And it's turning more into a young coaches league. And I think Robinson's going to fit in well. We heard at the press conference, Bobby said he's had a multi-year deal. Yeah. So that's some stability for him. And hopefully it's stability for the Whitecaps because that's really what they need right now. It was good to hear in the press conference as well how, how Carl was saying that uh, he was honored to be in that group of coaches that were being discussed. You know, even, I know people don't, some people didn't like Bradley, but he was an MLS Cup winner. Yallop was an MLS Cup winner. If they were waiting for Jason Christ, he was an MLS Cup winner. You have to interview those people first if they become available. Afterwards, you go with the choice that you probably were going to go with anyways, but. It's the best way to go. You have to shoot for the moon in order to hit something up there. 
So let's hear from the man himself. First of all, we'll play some snippets in from the press conference and we'll hear some of the thoughts of Carol and some of the thoughts of club president Bobby Leonard Doozy. Our coach search uh, has been extensive and thorough and um, we've had hundreds of applications uh, for the job. And those, uh, some of those have come from um, around the world. So it's, it's been obviously a, a point of interest for a number of people. And I think it speaks to the, um, the, the level of interest that there is in, in MLS in general. We interviewed a select group, and uh, one of the priorities was that we were looking for um, MLS experience. It took longer than we had anticipated, um, but we're excited and happy with the outcome. Um, obviously, it's a very proud moment for me to be sat here today. Um, it's something that I have always dreamed of doing, um, and it's the natural progression for me uh, in my career. Um, first of all, I'd like to thank uh, the club uh, and the ownership group for putting their faith in me. It's a task that I'm looking forward to, and I know that I'm going to face this challenge head on. Um, there'll be hard work along the way, but I'm up for that challenge. I've been working towards this, uh, as Bobby said there, I've been an assistant for three years, and I know that this task now will have its challenges for me. But I'm ready, I'm ready. Um, I keep saying that, you know, it is the next progression for me, but the, the way I'm gonna be, the way I'll conduct myself, the way I'll integrate myself with the players, with the staff, with everyone at the club, will be with honesty, it will be with integrity. Um, and I think we'll, we'll go in the right direction. When we started the, the coach search, we, as I said earlier, we um, interviewed a, a select group and we were happy with the, the quality of that group. Bob Bradley became available as a result of Egypt uh, not qualifying for the World Cup. We, uh, at that point, uh, contacted his agent to see if there was any interest in Vancouver and in MLS. And kind of knowing uh, or expecting the answer to be no, because we were well aware of the fact that uh, he was looking to pursue um, a job in Europe after his uh, Egypt experience. Uh, so we were told that yes, he was interested, and in fact he was in town uh, for a weekend and spent a lot of time with us as a group. And then ultimately he decided at that point to, uh, beyond that, to, to continue his European um, objectives. As far as the interview, the, the, post, the uh, coach search taking longer than we would have anticipated, you know, if Bob Bradley doesn't come up, then more than likely it would have been done sooner. But for us not to pursue that, I think would have been uh, wrong on our part. I was actually privileged to be in contention with people like Bob Bradley and the other candidates. And I take that as a positive that the club see me in that esteem. And thankfully, I'm the one that sat here today in charge of making all the decisions. So I, I take that as a positive. I love young players. I think young players are fantastic to work with. I think you see the eagerness that they want to learn, the desire, the will. Um, and it's important that young players get chances. I think sometimes in modern society, young players don't get chances. Um, you know, I'm a firm believer of, you know, you can win things with kids, uh, as Alex Ferguson uh, showed. Um, but it's important that you don't lose focus of you do need your experienced players. You need to get the blend right and the mix right. So. I will be giving young players opportunities because if they're good enough, they're old enough, um, so it'll be an opportunity for them. We're in an area where we can get games done. You know, obviously Seattle are down the road and uh, Portland are just up the road a little bit further and things like that, so it's important you get competitive games which aren't 
within the MLS um, schedule. Um, so it won't be a, it won't it won't be a worry of mine that they don't get games. Young players will be given chances in the first team, and if they take their chances, then you know they will continue to get more chances. Obviously, then we, you know we have got a link with another club, which is great, so we can get minutes uh, for our other players there. But you know they won't be um, they won't be a lack of minutes for certain players. I think that um, I think everyone knows who knows our team know we've got fantastic youngsters. Uh, it's important now. My job is to unlock the potential of those youngsters. You know, it's important we give them chances to show and shine, um, give them minutes. You know, they are going to make mistakes. Uh, you know, I know that, but even senior players make mistakes. So. We've got a talented group of youngsters and we've also got a strong core of experienced players. So do we need additions? Yes, we do. Are we making the necessary procedures to bring them in? Yes, we are. Um, and that, like you said, that starts today. But there are areas that we, we need to strengthen. Obviously, YP retiring um, has got a big hole for us. So that's something we need to fill straight away as well as maybe the, the goals from midfield, uh, which I need to address. Um, so those are two areas that I'll be addressing very quickly. So what did you make of the press conference, Steve? I, I thought Carol came across in a, in a really good way. And I thought Bobby, with all the flack that he's had, with the, the length that the process has gone on and all the, the leaks that's come out in the press and the, some of the bad publicity about it, I actually thought Bobby handled it really well. I think he did really well. I think, I think it was really good on him to mention Bradley. He didn't shy away saying he didn't go on and say that Robinson was our first choice. He was admitted that we had he had to go for some of those other names in order to figure it out. And he, it was good that he kept Robinson in the loop of letting him know that they were interviewing uh, these people that were just come up for an availability. I, th I think it is good that they are addressing that. And there are a lot of issues that need to be addressed at the club still as to exactly what input the, the committee has. I know they keep saying that the coach has full autonomy, but... I mean, decisions have been made when there wasn't a coach in place, and yeah. you kind of have to wonder. There's a lot of other questions, but today wasn't the time for raising that, but yeah. they are questions that do need to be discussed in the future. And I think we do have to ask a lot of questions about the front office. And I, if, if Carroll doesn't succeed, the, the knives are going to be out for Bobby and for some of the other people there. This has to be uh, an appointment that succeeds as far as I'm well, concerned. Well, for sure. And, and somebody mentioned it in the press group too, that, you know, the, telling Bobby that this is your man, you know, is essentially putting him on notice the way he asked the question. So definitely this has to succeed in order for Bobby Leonarduzzi to remain untouchable in the white caps. So as we're saying, we're recording this from, from the Hyatt in Vancouver, and as you can hear, there's a lot of background noise because we're, we're in a working hotel, so yeah. there's lots of things going on. And Carol was a, a guy in demand today. He did the press conference, he did a series of one-on-ones, and then he was going to do a, a, an interview with Team Radio. But thanks to the Whitecaps, they gave us just over five minutes with Carol to sit down and, and speak to him for the podcast. So we're going to play that for you now. Again, there's a lot of background noise, there's a lot of chatter, but... Hopefully he can make everything out quite clearly. And it, it was good to sit down with Carol. And yeah, here's what he had to say. So we're joined now by Carol Robinson. So first of all, congratulations on your new position. Thank you very much. Now, you've just had your introductory press conference. What's going through your head right now? Uh, I don't think it's sunk in, um, if I'm honest. Obviously, I knew uh, what it would be like and how it would happen. But it just felt normal, which I suppose is a good thing. You've been with the Whitecaps now for the last two years as assistant coach. From what you've seen, do you feel the team is needing a bit of an overhaul or is it just needing some tinkering just now? I think we've got a lot of um, 
experienced guys that are in crucial areas. I think we've also got a core of, of youth that have got fantastic talent um, that are ready to play now in the first team as well as a um, number of ta talented youngsters who haven't yet breached the first team. Uh, I think it's important for me that I give them opportunities, I give them chances uh, and they certainly will get the chances but there are areas we need to strengthen. I know them areas and I'll be working hard over the next few days and weeks to strengthen them areas. Last season it promised so much as the season before and then it kind of fell off. Where do you think it went wrong in the end? I think we missed out in the playoffs. I think um, you know that's the, the, the main, main part of it. Um, you, know, you can point to certain events during the season and that lot but over the, period, the course of the season we probably weren't good enough to get in the playoffs. We didn't deserve to be in the, in the top five teams um, for whatever reason. My job is to review last year uh, to find out what I think was was strong and what was weak um, and make sure I address that to make sure we get in the, the top five this year. So uh, you were speaking uh, in the press conference about coaches that you've uh, you've learned under and everything. Yep. Is there one coach that you uh, influenced you more and how did they influence you in that? Um, in your style? Well a lot of the a lot of the coaches who I, I speak to regularly um, I think I learned from them the day-to-day -day dealings and the mannerisms and the, the way they, they deal with situations. And Mick McCarthy's or John Toshak's, people like that who I mentioned. But the, the key one to me is uh, being on my UEFA Pro License qualification was Roberto Martinez. The way he conducts himself, the way he sets his teams out, the way he sets his style of training out is exactly what I want to try and incorporate here at the White House. If uh, you're obviously going to be bringing some players in now, is there one intangible that you would bring in that maybe uh, the, the low, you know, the fan might not see in the player on the field? What that intangible is? And I want to bring good players within in the club. You know, I said it's the areas that obviously I need to strengthen. I mentioned a YP and an attacking midfield player as a number ten. I, I like clear players. I like someone who can get excite excite fans and get bums off seats you know and that's that's someone I'll be looking at bringing in as well as a few other areas as well. Have you already identified any players that you would like to bring in? Obviously I know you're not going to tell us any <laughs> names but is there players out there that you, you've seen either in MLS or elsewhere there are. that you'd love to have? Yeah there are. Um, I think you're always looking at good players uh, whether they're other MLS teams or or in Europe or abroad or in South America, Central America. Uh, we've got I've got a list of players that I want uh, obviously, I won't be able to bring all of them players in. Uh, I might be able to bring one or two in. But over the next few weeks, that'll be uh, trying to narrow that down even further and speak into the relevant people. Uh, in the off-season, you were seen at the residency game against Portland, um, and you were serenaded by the fans and yeah. everything during that. Is there anything you see in the players on that day and in the kids that you see in training every day during the last season? How close are these guys to seeing competing for minutes in the MLS? They are, I was seen at the residency game and I appreciate the, the support that uh, you gave me, that was fantastic. Um, they are, they are, they're quality young players, but quality young players need to be given the opportunity to show are they ready to play at the next level. Uh, you talk about my transition from being a player to a, a player coach, to then being an assistant coach, to then being the head coach. That's exactly the same as a player. A player in the residency wants to play in the reserve team. A player in the reserve team wants to play in the first team. So, the, you know, the young players will get ample opportunities with me during the course of the season, but probably most importantly in pre-season. Now, some players have already been been released. Were, were you given a say as to what players were released, or would you maybe be hoping to talk to some of the guys to see if they might want to come back? Yeah, me. I was in contact with the club uh, throughout the the procedure. 
with with my opinions and my uh, uh, thoughts. Um, and I think the club, uh, you know, with me made them decisions. Um, I think obviously now we get a chance to. Uh, alter them if we need to because the re-entry is coming up and we get a chance maybe to offer other contracts if we if we feel it's right um, but like I said the next working work in the next 48 hours start uh, immediately uh, I'm sure I'll be on the phone straight away but you know these decisions are very important for the club moving forward just the, the last thing to ask you what can the fans expect of you as a coach are you going to be somebody that's going to be screaming on the touchlines are you going to be quiet on the touchlines and scream at them behind the scenes yeah. or no no I'm, I think you'll see I, I wear my heart on my sleeve I'll be um, I, I don't mind criticising players but it's constructive criticism uh, but they also need the praise when they do do well so I'll be on the t- I'll be on the touchline with them you know I'll, I'll show them that I'm part of them it's it's not them and me it's us and it's we um, I think that's very important but I think you'll see it as we go along the season what type of character I am well that's great congratulations uh, good luck for next season we look forward to seeing what the new white caps is going to be under you thank you very much thanks very much Kyle. all right no worries so thanks to Carol for, for doing that in his busy day. He's, he's, as he said, he's heading straight to the airport. As yeah. soon as he does the team radio thing, he's heading back to the UK. There was, there was a nice bet which he mentioned during the press conference. He's going back to the UK, his mum's getting married, yeah. and, and he's walking his mum down the aisle. And I mean, that's like, I did that myself with my mum uh, about 10, 15 years ago. And it's, it's a weird feeling, but yeah. it's such a nice thing to do. And for sure. Yeah, he's going to have a great time. But as, as he said... The work starts from today. There's yeah. a lot of stuff that he needs to do. He'll he'll be he'll be at the wedding, but he'll be also on the phone too. Yeah. I'm assuming oh, you know, his, he'll his, be bills, working. his cell phone bills will be really sky high by the time this wedding is over. So the, the good thing is he he's very aware of where the Whitecaps need strengthened. So I mean, Steve, what would you say are the three key areas just now that the Whitecaps need to? to really look to prioritise and strengthen. Well, he mentioned it too. I, I think YP Lee, obviously, him going the right back position, either starting and back up as a priority. I think uh, some, some attacking flair in the midfield. He mentioned that he needs to get goals from the midfield. I totally agree with that. Um, needs to can't be able to rely on Camilo because if, if Camilo goes cold, which... All strikers do. They all go have their moments during the season where they can't, aren't able to find the net. There has to be other people that can step it up. And then the third position, something that I've kind of wanted them to do, if, especially if he goes to a 4-4-2. And if we had more time, we were kind of rushed in that interview So because he did have so many commitments. We'd have loved to ask him what kind of formation does he like and everything like that. If he does play a 4-4-2, we need proper wingers that can actually attack down the flank and service the ball into the box. Yeah, I can't really disagree with any of that. I mean, right right back is just such a key priority just now. I want to see two experienced guys in there. There's a chance we might pick someone up in the re-entry draft on Wednesday. Yeah. Didn't really want to push Carl on that too much because he's not going to tell us who he's looking at. He doesn't yeah. want to tip anyone off. But I wouldn't be surprised if we do pick somebody up in the right back position in the draft. Possibly uh, Brandon Barklidge as a, as a backup. Um, it all depends on what salaries, I guess, we, we can we can negotiate. Attacking mid for me is is the key. We 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 just need someone in the midfield that can attack, contribute to the goals, take the pressure off the strikers be, a bit, and be a playmaker too. Yeah. At the same time, the overall player. Some, yeah. We need somebody that can control the middle, and that's what we haven't had the whole time that we've been in MLS. We just haven't had anyone that can put their foot on the ball, slow the game down, speed it up if need to, and, and just basically control and the game. I've been, pl- I've been trying to do my part. I'm playing FIFA 14 a lot this year, and I'm trying to find those Latin American. And we mentioned that too, the Latin American players. Uh, somebody asked them uh, specifically about that. 
he's got contacts. From what we know, he is the one that brought Johnny Leveron over from Honduras. Yeah, he he went in and he and he scouted there. So basically, we're hoping that he can be able to maybe pick up that Diego Valeri type, Iguain type from South America, Latin America area. Lionel Messi, the oh, next Messi. I don't think so. That, but uh, but somebody to to kind of fit with Camilo, fit with the players that are behind him, that can connect everybody together. And of course, the, the big focus is going to be on some of the star names. Are they coming back? Jay Demerit. But the signs of what I said at the press conference, Jay's coming back. Yeah. I don't think he should. But I guess with all the publicity that the Whitecaps have had just now and how some will still not perceive Robinson as, as a big name appointment yeah. and a bit of an anticlimax after the hunt, to then get rid of what is really the face of the team as well, I think that's I, there's, there's no way the White Caps could have done that. And I'm almost sure it won't be a multi-year deal. I'm, I can almost guarantee it. It have to be a one-year deal, and or with an option maybe, so they can waive him if they need to at the end of the year. The, we need Jay Demerit. If Jay Demerit does come back, he needs to be fully healthy and be able to play the full season in order to be successful. Yeah, and he, and he needs to to lead both on and off the pitch and. That everyone says that that's what he does. We need to see it. We yeah. need to see it a lot more, and. I mean, we've discussed this before. If, if Jay comes back, it's really hard to see Andy O'Brien staying, yeah. and he's the guy that's got the contract to the end of next year. Exactly. And it's a cheaper option. But, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. The other big name is, well, Nigel Coker. It looks like he has been re-signed. I saw this agent talk again. And it looks like he could be coming back on round about 400,000, maybe being bought down a little bit. He's not going to be a DP, but he's going to be at the top end of the scale. Yeah. Uh, I think he would be an important return and especially if he's not on a DP salary it's good value um, if he was DP that not only takes away cap space but it, well it won't make a difference cap space wise but it takes that slot that would be available to another uh, impactful player and of course up front we have Kenny Miller now we didn't get this on air but I was listening to some of the, the interviews that Carl was doing but we're waiting to speak to him and someone asked him about Kenny Miller and he hasn't spoken to Kenny yet so we don't know if Kenny's going to come back I know just from a, a mutual friend that I have with Kenny that Kenny had said that if Carroll got the job he would be quite keen to come back and play for him and he wants to, to support the new gaffer so we'll, we'll see if that happens and the other big thing we're going to be looking at is youth development and there's, there's been a lot made of, of youth development and everyone's expecting Carl to bring a number of players up from the residency. We won't go through that list again because we've covered that a lot and we'll, we'll cover it in our end of year reviews. But it, it looks, the future's promising and it's going to be a much younger team and that can only bode well for the Whitecaps long term because if these guys come through, we've got talent that's then going to be there for years to come. Yeah, for sure. Now, one of the key issues with young players, of course, is getting minutes. And it's not necessarily going to be a case that a lot of them are going to be pushing for minutes. Hopefully they are, and we're going to see them playing in the first team. But they need to develop other ways. You're going to have the reserve league. And there's been a lot of talk about USL Pro. A lot of clubs are launching their own USL Pro teams or having affiliations with a number of existing USL Pro teams. So at the press conference today, when everyone was speaking to Carl after it, I had a chance to catch up with Bobby Leonard Doozy and I asked him a couple of questions just about what the future might hold in store for the Whitecaps and USL Pro. Is there any update on what might be happening with the USL Pro and with the Whitecaps getting a team? 
Um, well, we're, we had an affiliation with uh, Charleston last year, and and we'll be continuing that this season. And um, actually, as we speak, we're um, trying to determine how we can utilize that uh, to the maximum. So we're actually having some discussions with Charleston, and ideally within the next, uh, well, certainly the, the start of the new year. Uh, we'll have an update on that relationship and, and how we can better maximize it. But is there any plans to, to start your own team? No, not, not, not certainly not in the, the very near future. I think we uh, we have enough on our plate with our, um, our, our, our MLS side and, and our focus on making sure that we get that right and then from there um, doing the, the things that we feel we need to do to, to continue to, uh, to grow the club. And is there still a plan to have a PDL team next year? Yes, yeah, no, we'll still have the PDL team, yeah. So it doesn't look like we're going to have our own USL Pro team in Vancouver or the Lower Mainland anytime soon, but, but we'll see what happens with that. But the key thing is, these young guys, they need to get playing time. Yeah. Well, I know he said that there won't, the Whitecaps aren't going to have a USL Pro team, but there are some stories about it could be somebody else and then the the Whitecaps would be giving those players. So maybe he can't speak to that part of it. So there is maybe a cha- opening I mean, there. He, did, he, did, he closed it down for the Whitecaps yeah. owning the team. And there, we've heard that there somebody, could be somebody else owning the team and then the Whitecaps giving their players over. So, we we heard murmurs that there was interest in a team in Langley and also in, or possibly in Victoria. So we'll, we'll see if anything comes, comes of that down the line. So just before we wrap up, there's uh, been a few other things happening in, in Whitecaps land. There was the... the kit clearance sale on Saturday yes. which was really popular again and I believe you picked some things up there Steve. I picked up a and thanks to a, a mutual friend of ours uh, Zach uh, he was able to go down for me he picked me up a nice uh, Marco Bustos kit uh, blue jersey excellent and also does it have Bustos's name on the back I think so yes oh, obviously wonderful. Uh, and then he also picked me up a from the PDL uh, Derek Bassey white kit primary white kit so um, I don't know if there's any Omar Salgado blood on that uh, jersey, but uh, probably not. Uh, but the, those are the two items I got from that. Did you pick up anything? Yeah, I, I got down really early. I picked up a the pair. Media, the media time for pe- media people to get in there? Oh, it's just special podcast-only people. Okay. I managed to pick up a pair of game-worn Greg Clazura shorts. Unfortunately, though, they were actually from the New York game, but I'm pretty sure they're going to be okay after a wash. Couple I, of washes, yeah. Bleach, maybe. I actually picked up a pair from the Seattle game as well. They're just like unsavable. So that's it for another episode. We don't worry. We still have more to come this year. We're going to be doing a couple of end of season reviews. We're also going to be doing a special Christmas outtakes and best of show where we're going to have some of the interviews that we featured over the year and some of the things that didn't make it into the original podcast. That's going to be a more X-rated version. So look forward to that. So until next time, Steve, tell everyone where they can find you online. On Twitter, you can find me at WhitecapSpeed. And you can find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. You can read all my stuff at AFTN.ca and you can read Steve's stuff there. We're also going to be, I'm going to be writing for the site Soccerly from next year. So watch out for some of our stuff on Soccerly.com as well. So until we meet again, thanks for listening. Good luck to Carl Robinson. And I think it's a, it's a bright future ahead for the Whitecaps. Goodbye, everyone. Yo, Carl Robinson, you're back again. If you do this again, pretty soon we'll be friends. You're the newest member of my fully sick faction. Got your rhymes locked, loaded, ready for action. Mm-hmm.